With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ted, forgive Dynamo fans for being skeptical. They've heard the, the same things you are saying. They've heard from the current owner or the previous ownership, uh, and they failed to see the follow-through. Are you able to elaborate on how much you're willing to commit? Are you able to make the Dynamo at least midway through the MLS payroll? Are you able to, or are you willing to provide, you know, a high transfer player, a star player? And for example, I, I drove in this morning. I see a decal with a car that has an Astro sticker and um, a Tigre sticker from the Mexican League. Um, what would you be willing to do, or, or do you even care about making the Houston Dynamo the number one team of choice in soccer in the city of Houston? Victor, you just became my favorite reporter, hands down. I listened to the press conference. I've listened to the podcast episode on Soccer City. Nobody asked this question. Nobody asked the question that the fans, the supporters, wanted asked, except for Victor. So, Victor, thank you for being brutally honest and also for being a fan and showing that in this conference. God, it felt good. How did Ted answer, you want to know? Let's find out. I absolutely care about making the Houston Dynamo the number one team in MLS, and, and uh, one can aspire to make them the number one team globally. Whoa, hold your horses, Ted. Let's get to be the number one team in Texas first. Because as of right now, Austin FC has the highest average attendance. Focus on Texas, focus on the region, let's build out from there. But that's great. We want to be the number one team globally. It's never going to happen because we're in America. But let's be the number one team in Texas. Let's do that. Let's start there. Um, I, I'm not going to make a specific commitment with respect to player payroll. Um, I uh, identified a couple of day one initiatives. Okay, realistically, he can't. He cannot give us a number. He's not going to do that. Why, Finister? Why won't he give us a number? We all want to know how much you're going to spend. Because if he gives us a number, then we can call him a liar. He's answering this like a businessman. He's answering this like a politician. We're not going to get a number. We're not. So, if you're wanting him to throw a number out there, no way, because then we can go back and say, hey, you said you'd spend this much and you didn't. Can't do it. I'm going to work with uh, uh, Matt Jordan. <laughs> Man, that's not what some of us want to hear. But at the same time, Matt Jordan is responsible for bringing players in. So, if based upon that comment, if you got turned off by Ted Siegel, don't. He has to say that, okay? He's going to have to work with Matt Jordan. Matt's under contract till the end of this season. Does his contract get extended? We will see. But yeah, he's got to work with Matt Jordan as much as some of you don't want to hear that. Um, you do have my commitment that I'm going to be providing resources for, for the club to succeed, and it's going to be a collaborative effort uh, working with them to, to make those expert decisions. I can tell you right now, let Tab Ramos get his mitts all over this squad because you're looking at what happened in a season where he had a full off-season of training, he had his little grubby little paws all over the transfer market, and we are overperforming and we are punching above our weight. Ted, give it to Tab. Trust Tab. I do, and I think all the supporters do. Let Tab do his thing. Let him tell you who he wants, and his coaches tell you who they need. 
Uh, Houston is a very special city. It's a world-class city that is extraordinarily diverse, uh, growing, and dynamic. When he says world-class, please don't get a hard-on thinking he means he's going to sign world-class players. We can't afford them. What he's saying is Houston is a first-rate town, because we are. We are on the come-up. We're diverse. We're huge. We're growing. We got money. We got industry. We are world-class in the United States. Soccer-wise, like I said, let's become the best team in Texas. And it has a proven uh, history of supporting successful teams both in the Dynamo and the Dash and is a go-to destination for international friendlies. So uh, the, the passion is uh, deep here. Has a history of supporting successful teams. Look, I've been here through all of the shitty years. I wasn't here when we were good. If you guys really want to be good, you really want to be dominant year in, year out, like Seattle, like Portland, we got to support them no matter what. I put an episode up before. It said, you're either in or you're out. You got to be in. You have to be in in order to make this a successful place. It takes the team, the ownership, and the supporters. And right now, do we have all three working in, in, in unison? No, we don't. And we haven't for a while. So we as supporters have to take the initiative and get out there and support them successful or not. So uh, I, I intend to, to provide the adequate resources to everybody in the organization to succeed. So that, that, that's on the business side, on, on the uh, sporting side, and, uh, and, and make sure that we become a winning organization on and off the pitch. Um, and that uh, includes not only succeeding uh, uh, in, in terms of being top of the table, not only uh, in, uh, providing the best possible fan experience for our fans, um, but uh, connecting our club to its community and using this club as a force for good works. I'm going to tell you right now, based upon what I've seen and what I've heard and what I've read from our supporters, the number one thing we care about at this point in time is not the fan experience. It is winning games. Why? Because if you win games, we have a more enjoyable time. We don't care about Wi-Fi. We don't care about the big TV screens. We don't care. We like 713 night. I think every... I think every fucking midweek game should be a 713. You want to get people out? You want to get them interested? You want to get them hooked? Give them a good reason to try something they don't normally try. Cheap tickets, cheap hot dogs, and cheap beer. Hey, god damn it. It's America. You give me beer and hot dogs and I'll watch just about anything. Win first. That's what we want more than anything. We're tired of being losers. We're tired of being a small club in a massive market. Win first. Worry about the fan experience later and making it family-friendly. It's family-friendly enough. It's American sport. It's not like going to Europe where people call out racist names, homophobic slurs. We don't do that. Let's start winning some games, and I guarantee you nobody's going to give a shit about the fan experience. Uh, first and foremost, uh, our intention is to uh, make a $100,000 donation to the Houston Food Bank. Um, hunger uh, and food insecurity is something that's uh, very important to me. Um, uh, type 1 diabetes uh, is another one that's very important to me, so JDRF uh, is an organization that I personally support. Uh, and then uh, Veterans Organization is another pillar of my philanthropy. Truth be told, you can't go wrong supporting any of those. I am a veteran. I have friends who came home different, never the same. I have friends who came home missing things, whether it was physical or mental. Do you want to support veterans? Um, Wounded Warrior Project. Do something for us on game nights. Doesn't have to be every night. 
every now and again. But yeah, those are some good things. The philanthropy is great. It's a wonderful way to get the community involved. But you also have to get those people that you're helping into the spotlight, not to be, not to do it for yourself. Still be humble about it, but you have to get them to also buy into the fact that you're doing it because you want to, not because it looks good, not because it makes you look good. You got to want to do it. So as long as that's why we're doing this and why you believe this, I'm with you, man. And ever since we recruited the team to Houston in 2008. Okay, so that wasn't Ted Siegel. That was Mayor Sylvester Turner. And I included that clip because he's wrong. He's really wrong. We didn't get recruited in 2008. We won championships here in Houston in 2005 and 2006. So, Mayor Turner, get your years right, man. All right? Nothing against you, but get them right. Because now it just looks like you're up there doing this as a dog and pony show. Is that what it's called? Dog and pony show? Yeah. We weren't recruited in 2008. Get it straight, brother. I am pleased to hear that former Rockets star James Harden, Oscar De La Hoya, Gabriel Brenner, Oscar De La Hoya, Ben Gill will be involved as limited partners, uh, partner investors. I think I speak for everyone when we say we are also very excited to see the limited involvement of Brenner, De La Hoya, and Harden. Because Brenner and De La Hoya have done nothing but run this club into the ground since they took over. Yes, we got a new stadium. Yeah, we did. But you look at the statistics, the things we care about, the wins, the trophies, since they've taken over, nothing but downhill. Nothing but poor investments. So yes, Mayor Turner, I agree. We are all very, very much looking forward to the limited involvement of those people. I would be remiss if I didn't specially recognize my parents on this day. They immigrated to the United States from the Soviet Union in 1978 with $100 and my then three-year-old brother in tow. With an education, hard work, and some good luck, they achieved extraordinary success and laid the foundation for me and my brother to build on the business they created. They epitomized the American dream and their achievements allow me to humbly join you here today on behalf of our family, an unimaginable position only a generation ago. Okay, that's pretty fucking cool. If all of that is true, his parents came over from Russia in 1978 with 100 bucks. that's a badass story. Now, some of you might not like Russia. Guess what? He's American. He was born here. That makes him American. Fuck yeah. But yeah, that's a great story. Fantastic. Literally, a true self-made millionaire if that story is, you know, True, and I, I would imagine it is. I don't see why he would lie about that because that's something that can be fact-checked. And you don't want to open up your introductory press conference to a pissed-off fan base in a big old city by lying to him and getting caught. Yeah, great story. American Dream used to be alive and well. As you know, it's a little bit harder these days. Now it's more of who you know, not what you know. But yeah, that a boy, self-made millionaire. Yeah. I believe soccer is on the precipice of another step change in popularity in the run-up to and hosting of another World Cup in North America in 2026. The potential World Cup of 2026 was a recurring theme in this press conference because it can make the city and our club a ton of money. We have to do everything we can to get the World Cup here as a host city. We have the facilities, we have the fan base, we have the market, we have everything they need. If we can land... Houston, as a World Cup host city in 2026, the economic ripple effects are going to be felt for years, maybe decades. It could change lives. 
seriously. It could totally change lives. He harped on the World Cup, so did uh, Don Garber. It was a big talking point in this conference, and this is something they have to push for. I recognize that to assume majority ownership of a professional sports club is to assume the role of a lead steward of a vital community asset. Something tells me he's done his homework because he's mentioned community so many times, and there has not been a lot of community involvement from our club, our one and only club. So it's a recurring theme as well. He really wants, it seems like, to make a difference in the city and on the pitch. I'm with it. Having the opportunity to help lead this club in Houston, a dynamic, diverse, and growing city with such a storied history in professional sports is truly exciting. Okay, I'm not from Houston, but I can tell you something. Nobody looks at Houston and thinks that we are a storied city with a successful history in professional sports. The most recent success, the 2017 Astros, you know how that turned out, and the rest of the fucking country hates them. Rightfully so. But no, we have an opportunity with the Dynamo to actually become a dominant, successful, storied, legendary franchise if we get the right owner and the right investment and the right pieces. And we have one of those pieces right now, and his name is Tab Ramos. If we can get the ownership as well, oh man, sky's the limit. This will be an evolving process as I familiarize myself with the operations of the club. Okay, what this means is it's not going to happen overnight. And that's the truth. If you think that a new owner is going to come in and suddenly pump millions of dollars into this franchise, it's not going to happen. He has to win back the community. He has to win back the supporters. He has to win the media back. We barely get any coverage. Seriously. This is not going to be a one and done thing. It's not going to happen overnight. This isn't Sheikh Mansour or Prince Mohammed bin Salman or, or, you know, those guys. No, this is going to take time. So he's telling you, be patient, motherfuckers. But I'm pleased to announce the following actions today. A three-year contract extension of Tim Parker. Am I the only person that got hard when he said that? Because you should have. That's amazing. That puts Tim at 31 or 32 years old. That's still MLS center back capable, and we've seen what he can do. God, that was a great move. Fantastic move. I love how you waited to announce it until you did your press conference. That was smart. You a smart guy. The signing of teenage Hadebe as a designated player pending is obtaining a U.S. visa and passing a physical here in Houston later this week. Okay, there's another hot word, another boner-inducing word. He said designated player. Forget that it's Teenage Hadebi. He's heard you guys saying, We want a designated player. We only got one and we don't play him. We got it. He did it. Why did he become a designated player? He's young. He was expensive-ish. He's the only center back that's a DP in the league. What I read was that because of his performance, other teams were interested, so we had to spend more. So hence, he is now a designated player. But Ted is hitting on all the key words, baby. Teenage joins the Dynamo from the Turkish League and is a talented center back who will complement Tim Parker and the Dynamo's defense. What he's going to do is not only compliment him, but as long as he fits in, because his personality has to match, it has to mesh, he has to get along with us, he's going to help form mm, what could be the best center back pairing in the league. Truthfully, I truthfully believe Tim Parker is a top three, top five center back. And Teenage Hadebi, if he is as good as they're making him out to be, 
we could have the best center back pairing in the league. And Hadebi's only 25, despite his name being teenage. The addition of Jamie Roots to our organization in the newly created position of Chief Executive Officer. Jamie is a highly accomplished sports executive with more than 25 years of experience leading business operations for teams both in the NFL and the MLS. He spent time as President and General Manager of the Columbus Crew in the MLS. Jamie will bring valuable insight and deep connections to the Houston community to enhance the efforts of John Walker and the rest of the executive team in the execution of the club's growth strategy and the strengthening of our strategic partnerships. Some of you might wonder why Jamie Roots is now the Chief Operating Officer or Chief Executive Officer. I think his job title should be Matt Jordan's Kryptonite because I'm telling you, they brought this guy in to oversee Matt Jordan, to make sure he is not screwing the pooch, to make sure that business is running efficiently, and to help create that community outreach. You remember how involved J.J. Watt was in the community. DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson before all the weird sex stuff. So I think Jamie Roots is going to come in there and he is going to work hand in hand with Matt Jordan, but he's going to keep Matt Jordan in check. He is Matt Jordan's Lex Luthor. And you know what? That's okay. I'm proud to announce the following. A $100,000 contribution to Dynamo Charities to cover the 2021 costs to support their Kick It with the Boys and Girls Club, Science of Soccer, and Soccer Starts at Home initiatives. A $100,000 contribution to the Houston Food Bank, a cause important to the club and to me personally. And I have pledged $125,000 to launch and fund through the 2022 season the Bid Committee's grassroots soccer programs, Free Kick Soccer in partnership with the Greater Houston Boys and Girls Clubs, and Girls Introduction to Soccer in partnership with the Houston Independent School District. These programs will help grow the game in Houston and provide underserved youth throughout our community with more access to the sport. Okay, am I the only one that thinks that Ted Siegel might have a little bit of OCD? Have you noticed the amounts, the dollar amounts he's putting in there? 100,000, 100,000. It'll be, then there's another one, 125,000. Multiples of five, all ending in zero. I think Teddy's got a little bit of OCD, but who doesn't, right? My TV and my, uh, my soundbar have to both be at like the same level in multiples of five, because I'm a fucking weirdo. Lastly, and in a similar vein, I plan to take an active role in Houston's bid to be selected as a 2026 World Cup host city. In connection with this, as Mayor Turner mentioned, I've taken a seat on the committee's board of directors. I've joined numerous other committee leaders to financially support the bid committee's operation with a $100,000 contribution. Not only is he going to take an active bid, but he is now on the MLS Board of Governors, whatever that is. This 2026 thing's a big deal. It's a huge deal. If you don't think it is, I don't think you understand economics and money. This could be something that fills our club's coffers for seasons, for years. This could fund multiple transfer windows. The fact that he's being so active, at least he says he's going to be, that's a great sign. Get up there, fucking grease some palms, get that World Cup in Houston. I don't care what you got to do. I'll do stuff. I'll do weird stuff to get Houston to be a World Cup host city. And when I say weird stuff, I mean like Richard Gere gerbil weird. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Everything we do will be with the goals of building a championship club and fostering the ties to the community that our club is lucky to call home. And as a new member of this community, I wholeheartedly welcome the input of our supporters and community members as to how to best achieve these goals. 
So with that, I'll say, let's hold it down and get to work. I don't think you really want to hear the import of some of our supporters because they're just going to tell you right now to fire Matt Jordan, get rid of Brenner, get rid of De La Hoya, and get rid of Harden. We're honest. We've been, we've been taking it with no lube from this ownership for quite some time. We've been Tina Turner married to Ike. We've been getting our asses kicked and just coming back. Man, I hope you turn things around. I am rooting for you. But yeah, our supporters are a bit jaded. We're a bit pissed off. We're a bit angry. But you know what? You can get us back. You can win us back. But you got to try. The, the Dynamo specifically have kind of been in the bottom third maybe of, of MLS roster spending for a long time. What is your commitment to improving that, if any? And did, did you play a role in the signing of Teenage Hadebe? So uh, my, my commitment, as I mentioned in uh, my opening statement, is to provide the club with the resources on and off the pitch uh, to succeed. And, and so uh, I will provide the adequate resources to make them uh, a winning team. Um, with respect to Teenage Hadebe, I would say that uh, I was involved. I was consulted with uh, Matt Jordan and Coach Ramos. And I would say that that is an example of how I intend to be involved. I'm not going to be the guy who's selecting the 11 men or women uh, to take the pitch, but I'm going to defer to the experts and, and their expert input uh, and in collaboration with them, um, give them the resources, in this case, Teenage, uh, to succeed on the pitch. We knew about Teenage Debbie right around the same time we knew about Ted Siegel. And by the way, who the fuck posted that original picture of him? That nerdy looking dude. I was worried. When I saw that photo, I was really nervous. It's like, who the fuck is our new owner? But now after seeing him in person, I like him. I do. He looks like a good old North Northeastern boy. Somebody that, you know, I'd see out at wing night or at the beach or at the bar buy a beer for. But no, Teenage Debbie was going to happen, I think, regardless of whether or not Ted Siegel came in. I do. I think the Christian Ramirez transfer was going to happen, regardless of whether Ted Siegel came in or not. So I do appreciate Ted's honesty. Because if he had said, yeah, man, it was all my idea, we would have known he was lying. Because the time frame would not have matched up. Thanks for your honesty, brother. Ted, could you just discuss the, the hiring of Jamie Roots and what attracted you to, to, to on this day to announce his hiring and, and bring him into this organization, please? Well, uh, I announced it on, on this day uh, because, as I mentioned uh, in the very last words of my statement, we're ready to get to work. And, uh, and Jamie has a proven track record in the NFL and, and deep ties to the Houston community that were uh, very appealing to us in addition to his past MLS experience. Anybody else get the feeling that Jamie Roots might be being groomed to replace Matt Jordan? Because I sure as shit do. I really do. And it wouldn't surprise me. Not at all. And it wouldn't bother me. Not at all. But at the end of the day, you need to let Tab Ramos pick his players. And if he tells you he needs a player, you got to go get him. You got to figure out to make it work. Don't nickel and dime these clubs. Don't pay too much. But you got to go and get the players that Tab Ramos wants. Because if you give Tab what he needs, we will win. It's already happening. Uh, I, I do work primarily in the real estate industry. Um, but I'm not the individual who's surveying a, a given plot of land. Look, you defer to the experts and, and work with them and collaborate with them to, to uh, best put yourself in the position to succeed, and that's my intention here. 
Ted's saying he's going to surround himself with smart people that know what they're doing. And that's exactly what he needs to do. He's a real estate investor. He's a law school graduate. He didn't major in sports management, sports marketing. Yeah, it's not, it's not too hard. My degree is in sports management. But either way, you surround yourself with good people and good things are going to happen. And I think that's another reason we're seeing the hiring of Jamie Roots. It's just day one, and uh, as I was uh, speaking with the commissioners here, I still have a lot to learn. Um, so I'm, I'm going to uh, throw myself into it and, uh, and, and work hard with, with both leagues to implement best, best practices. And, and all I can say is you have my commitment that I will be an active and involved owner um, and giving our uh, organization the resources it has to succeed. It's day one for you, but for some of us, it's like decade number two of mediocrity and failure. So you have to understand, we have a lot of questions. We are antsy. We itch for success. Now, Ted, Teddy, when you say that you're going to be an active owner and you're going to be involved, are you going to be out there in front of the supporter section banging a fucking drum like Matthew McConaughey, wearing a bright-ass orange suit with black and orange war paint and hexagons painted on your face? You do that, and I'm telling you right now, We'll love you a little bit more. Get out there. Get a drum. You better be at the first match. You better be there Wednesday. You better be up on the big screen. You better come out of one of those fancy boxes. You better come out and meet the fans. That is something that's going to say a lot to us. When I'm at the match on Wednesday, tomorrow, with my daughter and my hair looking like Gareth Bale, you need to be there. And you need to be visible. And you need to mingle and meet some of these people that are funding this new investment of yours because it's an investment to you, but to us it's a passion and it's a cause and it's something we care very deeply about. Number one, part of what drew me to this opportunity was that there is an NWSL team here. Um, as, as I mentioned in my opening remarks, I'm the father of two young daughters and we are deeply enthusiastic about the sport. Uh, with respect to equal treatment, um, my intention through my three main pillars is, uh, is to live up to those on, on both the MLS and NWSL sides. And so that's providing the adequate resources for the club to succeed, uh, enhancing the fan experience, and that, and that, that goes across uh, both, org uh, both clubs, and uh, fostering ties to the community. And I think if you can execute on those goals, um, uh, both clubs are in the position to succeed. All right. So Ted has said all the right things. He's included the dash. He's talked about philanthropy. He's talked about winning, world class, bringing the World Cup into town. But boys and girls, we know we've seen this before. We see it all the time with new ownership in every single sport and every single team. I can tell you, no matter what you thought of this episode, I really am excited. I seriously am. I don't like the fact that he lives in New York. I do think he needs to be down here. Or he at least needs someone like Jamie Roots to be at BBVA and giving him real-time information as to what's going on. This is a very exciting day to be a Houston Dynamo fan. We haven't been this excited in a long time. I haven't seen as much positivity on Twitter as I've seen today. I've, I've never seen that. Not once. Never. Maybe a little bit when we signed Tim Parker. But even then, people were still, you know, uh, jaded disillusioned and just like whatever we've seen this before it's not enough well, guys it seems like we might have an owner here who is looking to do everything to improve the city and the club 
If that is the case, then we could be positioned to become quite the dominant force like we used to be before Brenner took over, before De La Hoya took over. They are not the majority anymore. They are the minority. Matt Jordan will be kept in check by Jamie Roots. And cross your fucking fingers that Ted Siegel keeps these promises that he made today. Because if he keeps these promises, you are going to see a much, much different Houston Dynamo than we've seen in the past. Boys and girls, this has been a very different episode. A lot different. To be honest, I enjoyed making it. Now, my blog drops tomorrow for the MLS Aces, where the title is How to Love a Disappointing Franchise. Guess who it's about? That's right. Houston Dynamo, player. So, give us a like, give us a share, give us a subscribe. Victor from the Striker, you're the fucking man. Ted Siegel, you said all the right things. Jamie Roots, be Matt Jordan's kryptonite. To my 50 listeners, or however many of you there are, Spread the word. We need to get out there tomorrow night for the Portland match. We need to support the new ownership, just like he's telling us he's going to support us. We need to inject some excitement back into this club, into our club, our one and only club. So until next time, until the Portland post game, where I'm discussing a nice 2-1 to win over the Portland Timbers, because that's my prediction. You guys do your thing. Get out and support us. And go Dynamo. Albert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. 